0: Mets Musings is an unofficial, independent podcast covering New York's National League Baseball team. It is not affiliated in any way with Major League Baseball or the New York Mets. This
1: This is is Len Len and Jeff Jeff from Baseball and and Barbecue.
0: And the one place to go for New York Mets news, past week game reviews, upcoming series previews, interviews, analysis, opinion, and and what's what's going going down down on the farm. farm. It's It's Mets Musings with Gary Mack. Mack. So keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go, Mets. Mets Musings with Gary Mack. Now it's time for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings. Another edition of Mets Musings. It's uh, episode number three eighty-six, and yes, the deal is dead. Steve Cohen has pulled out of his bid to buy a majority stake in the New York Mets, and Snidely Whiplash. And their henchman, Homer Manfred, Snidely Whiplash Wilpon, I should say, and Homer Manfred win over Dudley Do-Right Cohen and the forces of light and brightness. On last Thursday, Cohen released a statement saying, I'm very disappointed we couldn't work out a deal, but as an 8% holder, I'm looking forward to a higher bid for the team. I want to thank the fans for their support and respect they showed me, and I want to thank Commissioner Manfred and MLB for this board. through the process. I gave it my best shot. Now, this is after Rob Manfred threw him under a bus and said the change was all on Cohen, the the last-minute change that broke the sale. That was all on Cohen. Had nothing to do with the Wilpons. We later found out, however, that it was all on the Wilpons. That it was Jeffrey Boyd that wanted to extend his period. And he wanted to extend his control over the team. Who knows why? I'm going to speculate and say he did it because uh, it would bring him closer to Social Security. It's 57 or 58 now. Five years control would have brought him 63. If he could have got another few years, he would have been 66, 65. Full retirement age for Social Security. And he's never worked at any other job except for the New York Mets. So the deal is dead. And in other news, we have that. And we have uh Carlos Beltron getting more accused, accusations, whatever you wanna say, uh into more of the scandal thing. The science st- stealing scandal, and it seems he had a bigger part into it, depending upon who you read and who you want to believe at this point in time. Uh, but again Another one of Manfred's uh, great undertakings that blew up in his face. Um, As you all know, I'm not a fan fan of uh, Rob Manfred. And this week really, this couple weeks though, have really shown his true colors. I don't understand what he's trying to do with this game. Anybody see this wacky new proposal for the uh, playoffs? Yeah, it's it's nice. You add a couple of teams, but it's crazy what what he wants to do. This is on top of new rule changes with the three batter minimum. He wants universal DH. He wants uh, wants to put a guy on second in uh, extra inning games. And now, for the first time, I see. One article calling for him to resign or for the owners to get rid of him for the fact that he is ruining the game of baseball. And I guess uh, last week when he put the coffin in Cohen's, the nail in Cohen's coffin uh, by throwing him under the bus... It was payback to the Mets, and for getting rid of Beltron. It's the only thing I can figure. I don't know, but he's got his nasty little fingerprints, his greasy little fingerprints all over this deal. And as does uh, the Wilpons. They have their greasy fingerprints all over this deal. Now they say it's going to go on. They are going to look for a buyer for this team. And there will be no conditions this time. The new buyer will take over immediately. (laughs) Now you got to find somebody, though. Now you have to find somebody. And you would think a lot of people would want to own the New York Mets. But how many people want to deal with the Wilpons? and you have to deal with them until it gets to the point where Major League Baseball maybe steps in because deals are not getting done, and and uh, who knows what happens. But uh, that's the latest on off this front. As the uh, sale falls through, and everybody knows that by now. Uh, But uh, what a disappointment to all Mets fans that were waiting so new ownership to come in and take over and spend some money and do some things right for the New York Mets. On a good point. Spring training is started in full swing. Pitches and catches. Uh, full camp due to come in in a couple of days. or Most of them are there already, though. They all get there early. Can't think of anybody missing so far that they said that anybody's having trouble with uh, visas or anything such as that. Um, on a good point, too, baseball predictions. Prospectus released its annual projections and it pegged the Mets to top the division with 88 wins this year. One game ahead of the Nationals and five games ahead of the third place Braves. We'll see. That's that's something optimistic to look forward to. And in the wake of uh, the Carlos Beltran firing and hiring Luis Rojas. The Mets needed a quality control coach, and they have named Brian Schneider, their new quality control coach. Schneider will fill a role that was vacated when Luis Rojas became manager. 43-year-old Schneider had initially been hired to manage AAA Syracuse, and will have uh, that vacancy filled in, And a little bit later on in the show. So uh, Brian Schneider is now with the big team after going to be starting the year with the triple A team. And Jessica Mendoza. Remember the Mets hired her from ESPN. She was an advisor. Nobody understood what was going on. Al Michaels also. uh, Not Al Michaels. Al Leiter was hired. Uh, She is leaving. And Jessica Mendoza is Her advisor role with the Mets to focus on an expanded role at ESPN. Mendoza signed a multi year extension with ESPN, which includes a new role and assignments. We have enjoyed our relationship and really, uh, with Jessica and appreciated all her contributions and insight over the past year, Van Wagen said in a statement. We are excited for her expanded role at ESPN, fully understand and support her need to fully invest her time in all the new platforms. We have such respect and value for her baseball insight and know her impact on the game of baseball is just beginning. So Jessica Mendoza is out with the Mets. And she is taking on an expanded role ESPN. Don't think, uh, I believe she will not be on Sunday Night Baseball anymore. Um, it was not a very good put together team between A-Rod and, and uh, uh, Matt uh, Matty V from MLB Network and Jessica Mendoza. It just didn't work. and uh But ESPN is holding on to her, and they're going to have other things. She'll probably move to one of the lower teams she had done in the past, they had done the um, Little League World Series. Maybe she'll go back to doing that. We'll see how they shake that out and reschedule it. But ESPN's had a trouble the last few years with their teams. They've not been able to put together a uh, um, a team that everybody wants to listen to and it's been enjoyable and, uh, you know, on, on their broadcast. So they're going to look at that. But uh, nowhere with Al Lida, who is with MLB, he is still with the Mets in an advisory role. All right, let's take a break and come back after a couple of messages here. Uh, with some one news. Looking for great Cardinals talk? Then check out Conversations with C70. My name is Daniel Shafton and I talk with some of the great bloggers on the internet today about their teams. It always comes back to the Cardinals. Find the latest episode on my website www.cardinal70.com or at baseballpodcast.net. Baseball and BBQ. You're B- place for interesting baseball talk, opinions, and history. Baseball and BBQ, your place for barbecue recipes, tips, and interviews from the world of barbecue. If you like baseball, and if you like barbecue, then tune in to Baseball and BBQ. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and BaseballTalkRadio.com, along with Mets Musings and other great baseball podcasts. With all the Mets news, it is the news from around the world and around the corner. Here's Gary Mack, and we're back. And as I said, the uh, spring training camp is open. Pitches and catches there. We're getting, uh, you know, lots of little reports and stuff. Nothing, uh, nothing to say yet. No injuries, thank goodness. Little, little pictures of uh, videos, guys working out and whatnot. Uh, Cespedes was shown going through some steps. On the uh, social media, if you can uh, uh, see that, or SNY blog, Mets blog had it, uh, had a little video of him working out so we could see how he's progressing. Don't know if he'll be ready. They're not even sure if he'll be ready for opening day. I would think he should be, but who knows? Um, There was a report that said he was going to play some first base in spring training. Along with J.D. Davis, as well, of course, as Pete Alonzo and, and Matt Adams. I guess there's enough guys and enough time to go around to get Pete ready. Uh, nobody's unseating Pete Alonzo from first base, that's for sure. And uh, But I guess uh, they don't know if Cespedes to be able to run yet in the outfield. So, look, if he's not ready, then keep him up off the roster, keep him down, and get him ready. And And if he comes back in May or June in tip-top shape and can play the outfield, then that's fine. No sense rushing him up. Why, why bother? They can go a month without him. Let's see what happens. You know wh- whether he can get ready, but don't rush him to get ready if he's not ready. A guy that's been ready all winter is Mets reliever Edwin Diaz, who uh, over the winter enlisted the help of Hall of Famer Pedro Martinez. He spoke uh, last week about the tips he has put to uh, put to use. Uh, hopefully, it improves sl- slider. And it wasn't anything that I changed significantly, Diaz said about the tips Martinez gave him, gave him. It was mostly minor adjustments that I felt I needed to make. And I actually put those to work this off season. I feel very good going into this season. One of the things Martinez helped Diaz was with was his mechanics, which Diaz struggled to harness for much of the 2019 season while also being unable to get comfortable throwing a slider. He's also done some work, continued to do some work with Phil Regan. So maybe between the two of them, they'll get him straight and he can return to form. And, uh, you know, if this bullpen can return to some sort of form, uh, uh, Jerez Familiar lost 30 pounds, feels it's going to help him if he can come back to some sort of the semblance of the pitcher he was um Edwin Diaz goes back to form and Dylan Betances is healthy and throws like he can throw this is going to be one formidable bullpen but everything's got to play play out right but that's what any team it's not just the Mets uh, all teams have the same issues guys have to stay healthy Everything's gotta work right. Look, the Yankees already lost a starter for half the season, I think. Uh Paxton went down with a back injury and he's gotta have surgery and so and they had a thin starting staff to begin with. So you see you have to everything's gotta go right for you, uh, especially for the Mets. Everything's gotta fall into place and go right for them. Former Mets and Diamondbacks infielder and fan favorite Wilma Flores has signed a multi-year contract with the San Francisco Giants. It was reported this week. Uh, The deal is for two years, reportedly, with an additional third-year option will be worth... About six million dollars plus. The 28 year old had slashes of 317, 361, 487 last season in Arizona and will likely place either second base or utility role with the Giants. Flores spent the first six years of his career with the Mets from 2013 to 2018. In his career, Flores is hitting 268 with 75 home runs and 290 RBI. So, um A nice guy. Glad to see he's hanging around and landed with another major league team. Wilma Flores with the uh, San Francisco Giants now. So staying out west, went from the Diamondbacks to the San Francisco Giants. All right, let's take another quick break and be back with some... uh, uh, news from, I guess you'd call it on the farm, right after this. Hey, baseball fans and book fans as well. This is Frank Nappy, author of the Legend of Mickey Tussler series, inviting all of you to learn more about my protagonist, Mickey Tusler, an incredible pitching prodigy who has autism. Follow Mickey's journey as he captures the hearts of fans everywhere with his blazing fastball and indomitable spirit. Please visit Amazon or www.franknappy.com for more information. Hi, this is the world-famous Mr. Brewtown of BrewtownSports.com. You know, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Google Plus, Brewtown Sports. You can also listen to the show at Stitcher.com, Tuning.com, and iTunes.com. And we've got the new one. It's called BrewtownRadio.Webley.com. But the one that I'm most proud of being on is BaseballPodcast.net. It is the home of great baseball talk shows. Check it out, my show, and all kinds of other programs all about Major League Baseball. So check it out. That's baseballpodcast.net, the home for great baseball talk shows. Five one six six one nine six three four one. That is the comment. at Mets Musings at gmail.com. The Facebook page is facebook.com slash groups slash Mets Musings and the Twitter handle is at Mets Musings 1. And if you'd uh, like to help out the show, check out our Patreon page. Check out the campaign at patreon.com slash Mets Musings. that sound, it's time to go down on the farm and check out what's going on in the minor leagues of the New York Mets. And in the latest report by Baseball America, ranking all of the farm systems, the Mets have been rated 25th, putting them in the bottom 6th of the league. This is the fourth straight year the Mets have dropped in these rankings, if you want a more optimistic view. This is up three spots from where the Mets were at the 2019 midseason rankings. The Mets' drop in these rankings is multifaceted. Since 2015, we have seen players like Peter Lonzo, Michael Conforto, Seth Lugo, Jeff McNeil, Brandon Nimmo, Ahmed Rosario, Nelson God, uh, and come up as prospects and make impactful major leaguers. However, that's just part of the problem. Since taking over as general manager, Brody Van Wagenen has traded away a number of prospects. That includes three first-round draft picks in Justin Dunn, Anthony Kaye, and Jared Kellenick. In addition, he traded uh, Simeon Woods Richardson, who has appeared on top 100 prospect rankings. According to Baseball America, with those promotions and trade, the only top 100 prospects... Remaining in the Mets system are Ronnie Mauricio at 66th, Francisco Alvarez 67th, uh, and uh, that's it. Overall, the Mets are viewed as a system long on upside but short or proximity in or depth. Still, there's hope for the Mets system. In addition to Mauricio and Alvarez, Baseball America notes Brett Beatty, Josh Wolf, and Matthew Allen could pay off big ultimately the mets have interesting and high upside prospects but they are not going to be in position for for a while they're they're in the lower minor leagues and we'll have to see you know and they'll continue to build they'll have some uh, hopefully some good drafts and they won't be trading off too much uh in the near future the uh, Mets in St. Lucie County are undertaking a 57 million dollar renovation to Clover Park, or First Data Field, the spring training facility of the New York Mets. The renovations will not be finished when the uh, Mets reported it was not done, um, but it's gonna work is going to go on. Expected to be completed later this month. At one point, the goal was for work at the ballpark to be substantially complete by the time the Mets pitches and catches reported uh but that didn't happen and uh they they look to be rap say it's gonna wrap up sometime in December, I guess renovations fell behind schedule and are about sixty two percent complete um according to a uh, report that was released by the county on Monday. Under the schedule outlined in that report, work on the ballpark is now expected to wrap up February 24th, two days after the Mets play their spring training home opener with the entirety of the project still concluding in June. The Mets have emphasized, however, that many of the amenities intended to enhance the fan and player experiences as part of the renovation will be ready at the beginning of spring training. Uh, And, and it did look like that. The, uh, if you've seen on uh, media, social media, the new locker room was beautiful. That's all done. A lot of the amenities for the fans in the ballpark. Bigger aisles. Uh, that sort of thing. And added seating area. and the eating area. And things like that. A party area out in left field. Expanded the uh, ticket office. Concourse upgrades, as I said. Um, all have been completed. So... You know, it'll be a nice spring training anyway. Shouldn't be too much distraction. And uh, Clover Park was formerly known, as I said, as First Data Field, but its name is changing the following the 2019 acquisition of First Data by Fizzery. In completing this renovation, the Mets and St. Louis County continue a relationship that has seen the team conduct spring training in Port St. Lucie since 1988 as the organization commits to remaining there through 2042. Clover Park also hosts regular season action for the St. Lucie Mets high A Florida state league. The Mets have announced some full coaching staff. Here is the Brooklyn Cyclones for 2020. Ed Blankmeyer will serve as manager of the team. Josh Towers will be named the pitching coach. Rafael Fernandez, the hitting coach. And Benny DiStefano is the bench coach. Benny comes back again. He uh, is from Brooklyn originally. He was teammates with John Franco on the Lafayette High School baseball team. He has also served as a hitting coach with the Cyclones previously in 2010-2014. And he spent last of the 2018 campaign as a bench coach with the Syracuse Mets, the same role he will have with the Cyclones. So uh, Ed Blankmeyer is manager. Josh Chow pitching coach. Rafael Fernandez, hitting coach. Betty DiStefano is the bench coach. That is the uh, Brooklyn Cyclones' brain trust. And the Kingport Mets announced their coaching staff For the 2020 Appalachian League season, the staff will feature all new coaches for Kingsport with a few beginning their first season within the New York Mets organization. Chris Newell takes over as manager of the Kingsport Mets. He previously managed in the United Shore Professional Baseball League and was a scout for the Tampa Bay Rays and New York Yankees organizations. Pitching coach Glenn Abbott begins his first season in Kingsport in his 10th season in the Mets organization. Abbott previously was a pitching coach for the AAA affiliate for the last two seasons. Hitting coach Trey Hannum begins his first season in Kingsport and his first within the organization. Bench coach Gilbert Gomez also begins his first season in Kingsport and his third season as a coach in a Mets organization. He was previously the bench coach for the Columbia Fireflies last season. Gomez was an outfielder in the Mets organization from 2009 to 2015, reaching as high as A Binghamton. The Syracuse Mets have announced that Chad Kruda will be the team's manager during the 2020 season. Kruda spent the last three seasons as manager of the St. Lucie Mets, the advanced A affiliate of the New York Mets. Kruda takes over in Syracuse for, as we mentioned before, Brian Schneider, after Schneider was named the quality control coach for the New York Mets last Friday. Cruda in his fourth season in the New York Mets organization, is first as manager for the Syracuse Mets before coming to Syracuse to 55-year-old manage the St. Lucie Mets for three seasons. So I think that covers all the uh, managerial changes and quality control coaches moving up and new people filling that uh, office or that position, I should say. Uh, lots of stuff going on, and uh, I guess the big thing, the big news, is the Wilpons are still here. Steve Cohen is out, uh, and spring training has begun. So hope springs eternal, and look, we're gonna have a pretty good team if 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 all goes well. Uh, we should have some depth in the outfield and in the infield. We have should. The offense should be pretty good this year. A lot to build on off of last year. Uh, Pitching, starting pitching we know about is terrific. Hopefully the relief comes around, and uh, it could be a playoff-bound season for the New York Mets. And that's going to wrap it up for this week's show. hope you enjoyed it. And I want to thank you all for listening. You can catch the show on CastBox. uh, Let's see. Google Play, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. And I hope you uh, remember to hit the subscribe button wherever you listen to the podcast. Hit that subscribe button. It helps me grow the show and expand to new listeners. And until next time, remember, keep the faith, stay optimistic, And let's go Mets. I'll see you next time on another edition of Mets Music.